Hello. Hello. Hello, sweet Isa. Can you hear me well? Awesome. Well, I want to welcome you to our first interview podcast on Soul Prosper. And please give us some grace because we are newbies to this, but we are doing it imperfectly, which is what the space is all about. So (laughs) I love that. I love that technology allows us to do things like this when we are not sitting in the same room and we only have our phones and special podcast equipment, but it's still so cool. So we're just proving to people that you can do hard things imperfectly and it can still be great. So um, I'm. Mm. I just love you, Isa. And for anybody who knows you, um, they would know why. And for those of you who don't know her, um, she's just a really special human being in general. But um, we've known each other for um, almost five years, I guess. And (laughs) at first, I didn't like you. But that's okay, because we've grown to love each other. And that was out of my own dysfunction, which is um, a really beautiful thing. And the things I love about you, Isa, are that you are, um, you wear your heart on your sleeve. You are very intentional Mm. and you're not afraid to be. And despite some of the really hard blows that life and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, cause we all make bad decisions. That's always part of it. But part of the hard things that, um, life has dealt you, you've still, um, persevered and you still wear your heart on your sleeve. And I think anybody who encountered you would just really have no idea some of the hard things you've walked through, which is, um, a true Testament to God's mm. goodness and your trust in him. And so um, I wanted you to be, you're going to be one of our regular guests on the podcast um, to share your Love that. wisdom and your heart. And so it's going to be great. So I just want to introduce you a little bit for those of you mm. that don't know her, this beautiful soul. Um, she's just amazing. So what we're going to do today is really just see Love where it. the Holy Spirit leads us, which is um the magic of being uh, a believer and really giving your whole heart to God. There's something really magical about like not always having a plan, which um, I love having plans, but I kind of mm-hmm. love just having a conversation too. And um, I think that's like part of like the realness, yeah. which is awesome. So um, did you have anything like maybe we kick off in prayer or, if you had something kind of like um, in your spirit that you wanted to specifically yeah, chat about. Yeah, well, first of all, me like for the record, I liked you from day one. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> thought you were so cute and amazing and fun. And I am really mm-hmm. honored that our friendship has led us here. And not just here, like on the phone and making this podcast, but honestly, just the things that I can see that you you're doing and that have you've stepped into, they are so inspiring. And you're a woman who literally brings courage with you. Like you don't wait for the perfect moment. You just go for it. And it's so, so such a big hearted thing to do. And it really opens other people's hearts and minds and spirits to the possibilities of what can happen because girlfriend, we all walk through hard things and you have too, and you are, and I am, and I see you. And I just, I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Um, yeah. So I, Mm. I had a couple thoughts and I think there's things that are currently going on in my life that are so, so powerful and big, but they come across as almost insignificant moments or times or seasons if you look at them that way. So there's this pull that I've noticed and I see Mm -hmm. it actually in a lot of people around me where we are looking for the next thing, but God's actually doing something really big right in front of us in the moment. 
And we discount that so much. And I would Mm. love to like get into that conversation a little bit. Um, And maybe, yeah, maybe just a few, I can share a couple stories, but I would love to hear your perspective on uh, how that has like shown up in your life, um, how you've helped people through it. Cause I know there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk around like perspective and shifting your mindset and like, you know, renewing your mind, which is all like really powerful and good. But I think in that process, part of that, we miss what's actually happening for us in the moment. Like, what are we feeling? And what is God really doing? Instead of us trying so hard to change ourselves or think differently or wish ourselves out of a situation. Um, and that's been a really wow. big theme for me and especially teaching my teenagers about that as well. I have two girls. One is almost 16 next month and one is 13. And I have a little infant son who is asleep right now. Who's five months old, huge age gap two marriages. If you know me, you'll understand, <laughs> but, um, <laughs> wonderful, beautiful daughters and, I think the biggest thing is not wanting to rescue them from situations that I know are producing something really amazing in them, but also providing enough comfort and guidance and like my hand on the situation without, you know, stepping Mm. in and trying to take all the pain away because I know what pain can produce in your life. And you really learn to stand on your own two feet um, in God, in the word, you know, with community but I've been noticing that, like looking at that with my girls, that's been the theme that I feel like, wow, God is doing this with us. He's literally allowing pain, you know, not the one, not the author of it, yeah. not producing it, but allowing it so that we right. can be refined. Yep. And, and I just, yeah. I've noticed I haven't been seeing that like I have been lately just because, well, I'm like, nothing really big is going on, but so many big things are because it's like all under the surface and learning to live with expectancy, Mm. you know, and which is hope. Well, like, you know, the Bible talks about and like having, you know, our hope is our anchor and that differentiates us from so many different faiths. And anyways, I could go on and on like deep thoughts with Marissa and he said tonight. <laughs> yeah. No, that's <laughs> so true. If we get too deep, we might exactly. just be like never ending. Uh, because we are both deep thinkers. But I I could not agree with you more. I think that, that that's something that I'm seeing around me more and more. And I think it's um just like the season we're in spiritually and especially because you and I attend the same church and we're Mm -hmm. in the same like church family that I've heard that that that's something that happens family like in a systematic Mm -hmm. family way in the spirit so like for those who are in tune with the Holy Spirit we Mm -hmm. encounter a lot of the same things as part of our like spiritual family and I can definitely amen even though I am in a season where they're actually like hard like actual circumstances happening um that if the, those weren't happening i would still agree with you because i feel like god in this season is really revealing himself mm-hmm. as a good father and after i didn't i don't feel like i really encountered what that meant wow. until i became a parent myself because um you know the song says you know he's a good good father mm. it's who you are He's not a good, good (laughs) genie or a good, Mm -hmm. good enabler. He doesn't enable us. He will. And if you're a parent and you're a good parent, you, um, you let your kids step out and experience things and encounter pain. You can't keep them in a bubble. And yet you also need to shelter them a little bit. It's this Mm -hmm. really weird dichotomy, but I think you're so right. I think that, um, for too long, we as Christians have had this religious view of God and we've either had this mm-hmm. immature view of blaming him for pain um, when it's actually none of it comes from mm-hmm. him. But he does allow some because he has ultimate authority. But it's like 
an opportunity to go deeper in our relationship with him and encounter more of our own power and authority as believers. And it's it's beautiful because, I mean, if you look at the science in our body and how we were actually wired, we were wired to overcome pain. Like we forget that like our bodies are dense. We're dense. We're not we're not these spiritual beings that don't have flesh, don't have blood, don't have bones. Like we, like you can knock on our heads and it makes a noise. <laughs> so I think about like, <laughs> our bodies were not meant to live forever in the state they're in. And, you know, when you think about pain, mm. we often think it's like this spiritual thing that lasts forever when it doesn't. We, it's a physical emotional it, it's mm. it's here for the here and now in this moment and honestly when it comes down to it with like I mean you can compare it to different parenting things but what I've noticed in God is like he just lets us sit in something or walk through something or run through something as we choose so like the depth of the pain that you want to feel and choose to feel, you can absolutely choose it. Or you can go, no, I'm, I'm not gonna choose that. Because there's, there's certain things, even when you're going through Mm. grief and pain and heat, because he's provided solutions, doesn't mean if our leg is broken, we're not gonna have to go through that healing process, and it's gonna hurt. But it doesn't stay broken forever. Like it doesn't, it, you know, we get better. So I mean, most of us do. Maybe there's 0.0001% that dies from it for some reason. Yeah. But then again, you're in heaven and, you know, <laughs> you're doing good. But with the yeah the process of yeah. pain, I think, and not really recognizing the beauty or the joy or, like, how it can absolutely be the biggest transforming force in your life is... It, it, I think it happens to everybody. I don't think it's just Christians. I think we forget as humans that it's there to teach us. And if we look at it and go, okay, what yeah. do I like? Thank you, pain. Thank you for being here. What am I here to learn from you? Like, God, I need you in this with me. He's there. Okay. What is this? What is for me here? Because we only want, okay, what? is for me in this miracle or what is for me in this good favorable thing that just happened. But I think there's often times we mistake, you know, the good and favorable thing or the miracle and discount the pain. We, we flip them all around instead of, you know, what if that is a miracle? What if, what if that extreme pain you're walking through, you cannot understand in that moment what it's producing And so there's a lot of interesting like scientific neurology stuff when you study it about pain or um, perceived pain. And we can literally override our system strictly on like belief. (laughs) It's so wild. It's so wild. Wow, that's so true. I think you know, one thing that I'm realizing is really helping me in the season too. And Jim and I have talked about this, you know, really being challenged at the space at the pain points in our life and letting a voice come in that will challenge it and will be like, okay, is that true? Or is that just what you're choosing? Because we've started to take the word can't out of our vocabulary completely, which is really wrecking me, I think, because it's forcing me to look at all the areas of my life, especially as we're going into 2020, where have I chosen to live beneath what I am meant to, you know, step into and, and live above even in like, right. Like even in emotional life, even in spiritual life, even with like physical goals, or just so many different little areas of life. So, yeah, I I am I am challenged right now, and I th- I honestly feel like there's one like huge I think my biggest pain point right now. But I'm starting to see 
what God has for me in it. And I'll share just a little bit about it. It'll probably put a lot more context to what I'm sharing. But so, and this is like very vulnerable and very, yeah, just really vulnerable. But I'm going to be, it's honoring and just honoring as I can. <laughs> um, so Good. yeah, Go my, for it, girl. my girls, their dad and I have been divorced for about 10 years and about three years ago, three and a half years ago, we, um, he moved up to San Francisco with his wife and kids. And, um, we had always lived about five minutes apart, always the first six and a half years of our divorce. And it was very civil, um, co-parented amazingly. Um, he's a really good dad and, so he took his dream job in San Francisco. He's a composer and he's a professor and um, doing really great. But what's happening is there's a dynamic in all of our families where we've each put different family values as like top priority. So Jim and I have created a culture where we actually mm. have our family values written down. We talk about them over the dinner table. How can we implement more of this one or that one? Or how are we doing with this? Or, um, and, you know, my ex-family and the girl's dad, they have a whole different way of doing things. And they're a lovely family. But because we are parenting, in a, you know, you're, when you're divorced and you just parent differently both parents and you parent differently when you're in the same family, sure. it's, you know, daddy and mom. So it's a totally different thing. But what we've noticed is because it's so different and, you know, one of the parents really isn't getting along with the girls. And so, um, just currently, and we've noticed that it's really affecting them. And they're old enough to call it out and sort of mm. um, be able to really look under the surface and they can understand the, this parent's pain. And I'm, and, and they understand the roots of where it's coming from. I mean, I'm their mom. So, they, so they're very versed in like emotional health yeah. and like also being funny and like laughing things off, and, you know? Right. And can we just say that that is not a gift that all of us have as mothers. So you... <laughs> You have, but you have, you have done your own work in that regard and you have found health in that. And I think mm -hmm. that's just part of like who you are. So if anybody's listening to this and is like, oh my gosh, my, I my have no idea what she's talking about right so now. And I have no idea. I say? So yeah. there you go. I mean there you go. Yes. <laughs> so you had quite yes the springboard to dive off of yes to and, go into your own lane and not and all to say that, there which is a beautiful thing other ways you know but um yeah I definitely sure. like have yes. a pulse on how I'm feeling and what's going on for my family and what people need and how they need to be developed and da 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 da, da. so I'm hyper aware of it and mm, so, so I good. manage that yeah know, that strength can can really come across as me trying to play Jesus, which I am acutely aware of. And I am always trying to step down from that wow. and take myself off that seat because it's easy to do as a parent. But I've had to really challenge myself in the season to look at, oh my gosh, all of the things that people think or all of the things I think or all experience every time they get on a plane and fly to San Francisco and fly back and um, like, do I do I want to keep living a life where I feel that pain the way that I have and, and let it um, not run mm. my life. It doesn't run my life, but it definitely affects me deeply in a way that I've just noticed that the, the pattern hasn't been challenged. It hasn't been like, Hey, there's a different way to look at this. Well, for the first time ever, um, you know, since our divorce 10 years ago, the girl's dad and I are working together in a way, you know, via co-parenting that we have never really stepped into. So there's this beautiful thing happening there where Jim and I, you know, and we're, we're really stepping in and, and helping offer what we can uh, support and point them in, in certain directions. Mm. And there's a lot going on here too, because he's Mormon, which not to say anything negative about Mormons, but the actual theology isn't Christian. And so we have 
you know, some beliefs that are very, very different. And, you know, just basically about God and and life even. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I'm, I have sat there in this moment going, okay, God, this year, I actually don't want to feel that way. Show me what is going on. Like, like inside of me, don't, don't show me what you're trying to do because I'm clearly not understanding it. Just show me. And honestly, now starting to manifest in the physical where the, the dysfunction showing or the lack of communication, which every family has who so do not get me wrong because our family is not perfect, but what's happening is, okay, these girls need something a little bit different and this is how we do things here. And you don't have to do it there that way. But let's open this conversation to see if we can bring more health. And so that in and of itself has been miraculous, to say the least. But it took three and a half years of this kind of pain until I said to God, literally, very simply, Mm -hmm. just a simple, God, I don't want to feel this way. And I need you to show me what is going on inside of me. And literally the root of it was, and Mm. this is before like this breakthrough came that I didn't even specifically pray for. It's just happening right now. Um, It, it came after I said those things and it wasn't, it wasn't this like deep moment. It was just me going, okay, I have literally, because I love developing people. I love, um, you know, the one-on-one and watching people grow. And like, I'm, I am like a gardener. I love watching people's lives flourish and get all the nutrients they need. And, and when that's not happening, I feel like it's a huge injustice, but that unmanaged strength, like I was saying before, often I will literally bump Jesus off of the seat with my tush, like boom and sit down and Mm -hmm. go, okay, I can fix this. Like, and that has caused me the most wow. pain and it's subconscious it's, but it was a choice that I made subconsciously. So I've just started to step into this like radical ownership. And when you do that and little things like, okay, I'm going to work out 30 minutes a day, or I'm going to, you know, study the word, a certain book, 15 minutes a day, whatever your things are. I think when we let them become rote and not go, okay, God, like, show me what's going on here inside of me, like fix me because I'm trying to fix everyone around me and something's not working. So that's where I'm, I've been challenging myself in that practice basically of going, wait a second, I'm not the one that's supposed to fix this. Jesus is, I'm not. And I get to receive that, but I also have to participate in this relationship where I'm not, you know, overbearing, even in my spiritual life, or I'm not, you know, bowing down to certain feelings or, you know, it has, it's far beyond discipline. It goes to like heart position and to discipline. Yeah. To discipline the heart position, you don't, you just submit it. And, um, the situation, honestly, I'm like, wow, this looks so impossible. And in so many respects in the natural, it is, but now God is really revealing so many different layers of things that could happen or could go terribly wrong or could, but it's almost like the biggest gift in my life when I feel as though it's like the most, the biggest pain point that has been ongoing and just like, you know, a stressor that wears on you over time. But that's because I have chosen that. And how much power is that in it for me to go, wow, what does God have for me now that I've even admitted that or stepped forward to say, wow, like he's, he's in the middle of, of working on this and on me. And I just need to get out of the way. And it, it's starting to click in a different way around one specific topic, but it's, it's been life transforming actually. And and very freeing. Like I can breathe easier. I can, you know, like it's it's coming across in yeah. ways that I haven't expected. So it's that's really been on the forefront. Like being able to see the miraculous in the day to day, and acknowledge that it is very mundane things. 
And, you know, I'm not always in that yeah. position. Like, I don't know, you know, if you always feel like you want to repent every day. <laughs> Let's be honest. No, I mean, we get, no. we get no. in, a, in, in life and we don't, we don't sit and, you know, yeah. pray out eight, eight hours a day or like in motion with your kids. It's, you take God with you. Yes. And you're in prayer and you're doing these things and hopefully keeping it simple to keep it, you know, sustainable through your whole life. But like there should be moments where you're like, I don't have all the answers. And it's not just something I rehearse and say. It's actually like, God, I don't know what to do next. I don't know how I'm feeling. I don't even yeah. I, show me, like, talk to me, teach me instead of me just getting in the way. So, yeah. And I think that's the magic of actually having relationship versus just going through motions of religion um, that shows maturity mm. and trust. So you, you know, when you're willing to really surrender everything, like you can't, and sometimes he'll allow those painful events to just like get you to a point mm. where you're ready to really surrender. Because if you do think that you can be sitting in Jesus's spot, like you're going to put yourself in a heap of trouble for yourself and everyone around you because you just can't, you're, we're not capable of being no. in we'll Jesus's break. spot. We'll just break. And we'll break. So yeah. yeah, we'll break. There's no way. And that there's so much um, beauty in getting to that point where you're just like at the end of yourself and you choose out of a place of maturity and trust in your relationship with your heavenly father to say like, okay, I'm not mm -hmm. going to try to do this on my own anymore. And I know that you are the source and that you are worthy of my trust and surrender. Mm -hmm. So I put it all in your hands. And the beautiful thing about the mundane is yeah. that that's our life. Most of our life is very mundane. And that's why I think so many people are living in daily depression and pain because they're like waiting totally. for the next big thing. And those things maybe happen once a week if you're like <laughs> living this amazing superstar life. I don't know. But like finding the beauty in the everyday mm -hmm. and the surrender and the, the hard things that come along with life, whether you're a mom of littles or teenagers, or if you're working a job or whatever you're doing every day, um, I feel like God really wants to mm -hmm. say like, it's all beautiful and magical. And you're missing so much of that because you're like waiting for the next big thing instead of totally. just being present and enjoying the tree mm -hmm. I planted outside your house for you mm -hmm. because I knew you'd get to see it or so all of those things, I feel like the season you're in of, you know, to like, like what you said, just taking the word can't out of your vocabulary makes you, you then have to yes. say truthfully, uh -huh. like if you're, if you don't do something like not to. I am choosing yeah. not to yes. go to the gym today, or I am yes. choosing to be mad and at you and not forgive you in your body. <laughs> like you literally feel almost like a shudder go through you. Like, <gasps> wow that I'm powerful like yeah I'm full of power I'm full of God's power and I can do anything yes like he lives in me I am I am in him and wow I'm I'm literally choosing right. not to do something I said I would and it doesn't have to be that religious stuff you're talking about but yeah. like it is so incredible no. to then build that up because you know going through life how many times a day I started to pay attention how many times a day that my kids or people around me said can't and it is mind blowing mm. oh, I can't do that no we can't we oh. can't do that today and I'm like <laughs> oh my gosh okay we are gonna we are gonna oh, eradicate wow. that I'm choosing not to I I have to respectfully yep. decline our schedule is full today I'm not, I'm tired or whatever it is, you yeah. know, because it doesn't have to be a deep thing. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's so true. And I think to be able to create no. space, to see what you need to appreciate and 
and, and process what is going on for you, that is where God is really going to be able to, you know, have this vibrant relationship that oozes out to everyone else. Because if there's no space for him, which oftentimes that's where that came from for me, is that I was working, you know, out of a place mm. of intimacy with him without like pausing to actually, you know, integrate what was going on with me. Like I almost felt it came from like a worthless sense, which I think every human goes through, like I'm not worthy Mm. or, you know, some kind of lie that goes along with that. Yeah. But that's what it was for me. It's like, okay, I had this great time with him. I felt like he was speaking to me, but then I didn't feel worthy of walking it out or processing the emotion because I wasn't worth that or, you know, which is a horrible way to live. And when, I mean, that hasn't been with me for a while, but it will creep in and it creeps in. And I know it does when I, when the everyday becomes less joyfully authentic, like in a very authentic way. And when I stop like noticing the beauty Mm. or feel the need to point it out to every single person, (laughs) one or the other, then I'm, then I know, oh my gosh, I need to pause for a second because this is like, you know, I'm, I'm missing, I'm missing that process. I'm missing that integration time, let to like, let the Holy spirit work and not, you know, me try and control. So it's a lot to, I mean, we could unpack every little thing for like two hours. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot there. I think we're going to have to go back and re-listen to that. And because I, I just love that you're like you are always on like the background of your mind Mm -hmm. like kind of talking to God which that's kind of how I am too but also (laughs) like there's life happening in front of you that just like we're not gonna become super Spiro weirdo people and yet we already kind of are on the inside Mm -hmm. because of how much Mm -hmm. we do talk to him and think about him but I think like that's the beautiful dichotomy of life of like as a believer that we have these what the world would say mundane things in front of us happening and yet it's the beauty of your entire life unfolding day by day and so it when you are just waiting for like the next I don't know big god encounter or the next deliverance or inner healing or even just fun um, encounters with friends and mm-hmm. living from this like high to high, we're missing out on totally. like most of our life. And we're honestly only promised one day at a time. So like when you're living in constant expectation of the next day or a day in the future, yes, we should have hope and expectation. But we have to get to this point where we are trusting God and having that intimacy where we can just really have joy in everyday life and finding the beauty in your kid, you know, (laughs) having a poop explosion and you having to bathe them like 10 times a day or, you know, just getting to be with your people that Mm -hmm. he's entrusted to you to is a beautiful thing or having a fight with your spouse so that you can get to a deeper level of understanding. Like I feel like what God is trying to say is that it's all part of the beauty of our life and Mm -hmm. being intentional every day is like, is a really awesome thing to try to achieve. It's not always, and we're going to mess it up. Is the mess. I mess it up all the time. There's always something to clean up. Like, in life, there's never, like, there's something always to clean up in your house. There's always laundry to fold. There's always dishes to be finished. Like, that's like that with ourself. So it's not as though we're ever going to, you know, have a moment where it's like, wow, everything's buttoned up and put together and, like, looks incredible. It's it's just not. Like, life is just not like that. And I think the more that we strive for that ideal I think we are left with a huge void because we don't see what God is doing. It's like, oh my gosh, how joyful it is to pause to do the dishes, to have like a couple moments to think on the things that, you know, the Lord's been putting on your heart or, 
you know, to just be appreciative that you just had food on those plates and everyone's fed and like there's Mm. running water. Like it's, it's really interesting what to do with like the times where we don't want to deal with dirty stuff, you know, even people like, yeah, we all have stuff and what do we do with it? How do we clean it up? We literally point people to Jesus and we put on our, we get our shovel, we get our broom, we get our vacuum, whatever it is we need to do to, to clean up a mess. And that's our life's work, right? We bring the light, we bring the, the joy, the love, the, because God is in us and he's constantly doing something and it's almost overwhelming. (laughs) It's just, he is, he's so good. Like you said, he's such a good father and good fathers ask you to put your work gloves on and help them clean and pull weeds. Like my dad used to tell me and I hated it. And he told me that the soil was good for the soul. And I still believe that I'm like, okay, he brainwashed (laughs) me with pulling weeds, but it worked. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. It's so true. So true. I'd like to like put a bow okay. on this conversation. And um, I just want to say a couple okay. of things and I'll let you do the same. Um, I feel like um, a lot of times we have this discrepancy. Um, even if you're like going to the most amazing healthy church ever, um, if you're Mm. living for Sundays, it's part of this conversation and um, it will, you will never feel satisfied as a believer if you're just living Mm -hmm. and getting fed on Sundays. And um, there's a, like, we're super blessed to be a part of the most amazing and healthy church ever full of imperfect people. Um, but has a really amazing culture. But I feel like so many believers are still feeling left with this discrepancy of like, I need to be positive all the time and be obsessed Mm. with prosperity. Mm. And if I'm not positive, then Mm. I might be rejected because I don't know how to give voice to the negative Mm. things that are happening in my life. Because I don't feel like I can bring them or I don't have words to bring them to my fellow believers because I feel like either they'll just tell me to like, well, it's, it's going to get better or, you know, well, God has a plan or like that leaves us with such Mm -hmm. a discrepancy in our souls because like it doesn't, that's, and I feel like, yes, God and Jesus came to give us hope to set us free so that we would live in victory. And Mm -hmm. we need to live from that place of knowing ultimately we have the victory, but yet we have Mm -hmm. daily mundane lives and we have really Mm -hmm. hard, painful things happen to us too. So, and I don't feel like God wants to be like erasing, like he doesn't erase. He, he allows and he cultivates Mm -hmm. out of, those things so that we can be stronger so that we can learn so that we can ultimately lean back into his arms when we encounter those things. So I, I don't have all the answers around that, but I feel like there's so many believers living in this place of like, I don't know if I can really bring my true self or bring my whole pain to my community because either they'll reject me or they'll just like Mm -hmm. nicely pray for me and hope I get better. Yeah. I would like to hear what you have to say about that. I'm, I actually, that I feel what you're touching on is like my life's work, like what God put me on the planet for basically because The truth Mm. is you cannot get set free until you have, you can hold both of those in your hands, right? To hold the idea and the thought of I am enough in my worst days and in the most negative, horrific experiences I'm going through and to have people around you to hold that space at the same time that they are also believing and envisioning and prophesying, speaking life into your future. But immaturity, what immaturity does, and I've seen this 
thousands of times, even from myself in the very beginning when I was like really stepping into a lot of healing with the Holy Spirit, especially around like my divorce and then losing a baby and um, just some really deep stuff where I'm like, wow, how do I reconcile that? Like people were terrified of my pain or of my, my vulnerability, Mm -hmm. like terrified. And I had to find my people, the people that had, I just see this picture of like these beautiful hands holding this broken butterfly wing. Like I can't fly. I am this delicate, like you're in a delicate state, but because God lives outside of time, we can declare and say, you're going to be fine. You're going to make it through. You're healed. You're whole. Because that is the truth, the truth, capital T, truth. But the the issue there yes. is we live in a world where we do get broken butterfly wings. And we do have days that are so hard. We don't know how we're going to pay back debt. We don't know how we're going to put food on the table. We maybe don't know how we're going to, you know, put whatever you want in there. You can name any of whoever's listening to this any pain point that you're going through, like it seems impossible in that moment, right? It's not going to last forever, but you have to have that, both of those voices, but it has to be literally cuss and pray at the same time in certain moments. Literally it has to, that has (laughs) to be okay because you're human. Like we all poop. We all make mistakes. We all have moments that are less than like pristine and to, and to, and to find, I think the biggest sign of maturity that I have seen is when you have people in your life that you can actually go to and do that. And that come to you and do the same thing. It's the circle, right? It's not, there's Mm -hmm. a hierarchy. It's this is a community and we believe if, if we believe that Jesus is who he says he is, if we actually believe that, then that is what the ideal looks like. I am broken. I am, this is what I'm facing with my daughters right now. And, you know, it's not appropriate for me to get into all the details with just anyone. It is with like my, my closest friends and to go girlfriend, like it's not Mm -hmm. to, the, you know, you said a word in the beginning, I actually am a very intentional person. And I think if your intention is to um, bring healing to it, so you're like, I'm just airing this out, it is dirty and stinky and has been moldy in this box for so long. And I'm so ashamed of it. Like, if we cannot do that, then we don't really believe Jesus is who he says he is. And if you don't have people in your life, wow, who will open that bag or that box with you and just sit there and cry or be silent. They don't, you don't need to say anything. It's just God has already created the space. You don't even need to hold it. It's just sitting next to your friend. Like when you're in kindergarten and someone gets hurt, you sit next to them, you bring them a little flower. Like you don't know how to fix it, but you want you, you're just sitting there. And a lot of the time, we have not dealt with our own stinky stuff. So we're not able to sit with someone else's stinky stuff, but, but it's the cycle, right? So then you get into the word, you put the word in you, you walk out the promises of God that he is specifically crafted individually for every single person will find their crafted prophetic words in the word of God and hold on to them it doesn't mean that your life is perfect. Mm. It doesn't mean, in fact, you're guaranteed pain. (laughs) You're guaranteed trials and tribulations. So this is where it's like, wow, the wash cycle doesn't end. It's like, wow, okay, we came into some prosperity recently. Wow, this is great. Like our debts paid down, like everything's going really good. Like in the way that humans would maybe judge or decide what a successful life looks like. I think you mentioned that before, like, you know, a lot of the time there's this vision of how it should be from a stage or a platform of any kind. This is the ideal where you look up and you're like, wow, that's really not my ideal at all. But the danger is like you said, in the very beginning of wrapping it up was 
having, you know, if you're not getting fed on, you know, it just on Sunday, if you're getting fed just on Sunday and you're not literally walking with God through the week and in community and doing life with people and in the word of God and all the things that you do to buoy yourself up, you'll never be sustained. It's the same, it's the same principle. So you have to be able to rinse and wash out all the dirty laundry that comes up and not think that we've reached this level. Even if we are on a platform, which some of us are on a platform where we're seen as leaders or, you know, people who to model after, well, you know, even the leaders, even the people to model after have a whole bunch of ish. Like this is where I think maturity really steps in and, and believers who have walked with God, not by age, but just by maturity and spirituality can really help with this. It's, it's the mamas and the papas of the faith, the brothers and the sisters, really that community family to be able to go. But the, on the other coin of, of that is we have to be the people that go, Hey, we're really messed up right now. Like we need help. We, Jim and I went through this, this last year where, you know, we had lost our, our first son together. Um, We didn't lose him. We, I don't like that word. He is in heaven with Jesus and doing amazing. We don't have the benefit of raising him here on earth currently in this time. So we are that, that creates a lot. Well, unfortunately, Issa and I's call got cut off there at the end, but we were just about to wrap it up. And I want to leave that conversation letting you know that um, we don't have all the answers. And that's part of the beauty and mystery of walking alongside um, your walk as a Christian, um, having uh, Jesus as part of your life and um, having his, um, his sacrifice be the open door to our full relationship with God. And there's going to be things we just won't have the answers to this side of heaven. But the, the goal here in this space is to help you find some peace, to help you find wholeness, and to reconcile some of the things that we can on this side of heaven with Jesus alongside of us and with fellow believers alongside of us. So I want to leave you with the thought that you are ultimately um, whole and heal in Jesus name that his sacrifice on the cross gives you the ability to have um, uh, to approach the throne room of God without reproach without shame that you are his child and um, that gives you his authority his favor, his blessing, his love. So I want to leave you with that joyful and very hopeful thought that even though we walk through daily mundane lives and also walk through really hard seasons, really painful things, that ultimately um, we have joy. We have this hope that's the anchor of our soul. To know that Jesus died for us to have that open relationship with God so that he could heal, so that he could deliver us. And that as we surrender and lean into him when we go through painful things and lean into him every day in the quiet ways we talk to him and in the powerful authority and prayer times, that he's a good father. And he simply wants relationship with you and he want you, wants you to know whose you are so that you can become who you are and do it well, do it with wholeness, do it with letting him um, put back some of the pieces that were fractured and hurt. And so we want to leave you with that thought today as Issa and I talk about some really deep and some also really real things. I hope you got something good out of it that helps you. Um, propel forward in your relationship with God and want to encounter him in new ways so that you can do the boring mundane days and also see the beauty and joy in it while also doing really big things with your life. So I'm going to pray over you. Thank you God for every beautiful person who gets to hear this recording. I pray blessing and favor over them right now in Jesus name. And I ask that you start to reveal some of the places that maybe um, people have cut you out of their life and out of their heart. Maybe there are dark places in their heart of pain 
or of sin that have made them think that they cannot be loved by you, that that pain and sin has made them unworthy of your love. Lord, I come against that lie right now from the pit of hell. It is a lie from the pit of hell and it is untrue, Lord, that your goodness breaks through all of that and what Jesus did on the cross severed that for all time, once and for all, that whoever's listening to this would get that revelation right now, wherever they are in Jesus' name, and that those lies would be uprooted from their heart, and that the Holy Spirit would fill them right now with your peace and love and revelation of whose they are as your child, Lord, that gives them unequivocal and um, full access to you through Jesus, that they can come as they are with their all of their ish, all of their ugliness, all of their bad decisions, and still know that they are loved by you and ask for your forgiveness and leave it there and then pick up, pick back up their identity in you, even as we mess up on a daily basis, that we would still come to you, give it to you, and move forward and not live in shame in the name of Jesus. I declare it. And I thank you, Lord, that people are going through hard things right now, that you would heal their hearts, that you would heal that pain, and that they would lean into you and trust you more than ever instead of turning away from you, Lord God. We thank you for this time and space. I pray that each and every one that is listening would create more space for you in their daily life. It doesn't have to be this perfect devotional time. It can be really imperfect time of simply talking to you or worshiping you in a moment or listening to your word or that we just find more space in our daily lives for you to walk with you imperfectly but knowing we are whole in Jesus name thank you God for each and every person I pray blessing and I declare goodness over their life today amen